Welcome to the Hello Lovely Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Williams, and I teach women how to be themselves. As an exclusive life coach for women, I'll teach you how to manage anxiety, make decisions you're confident in, and stop beating yourself up. So let's get started. Hi, ladies. Another week and another podcast. And this one's going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about emotions and motivation. Some good stuff. There are so many cars and motorcycles driving by my window that I am doing a lot of editing on this one. So much fun. You guys know I produce my podcast myself, so I wanted to share that with you. It's crazy. It's like a parade out there. What's happening on this Tuesday afternoon? Insanity. Okay. But it's totally worth it because this podcast is a concept that will help you so much. It's going to be one that you're going to listen to over and over to be able to check in with yourself to see what you're feeling. But this episode is so worth it, so I don't even care. I don't even care about the extra clips and edits that I have to make for this one. Okay, so let's get started. So topic today is what is your motivator? And what that means is it's a concept about what emotions motivate you. Because we all have different ones. We all individually have different emotions that we feel motivate us and drive our actions, but all of us have a variety. But what I'm going to share is that sometimes our brain is using emotions that are actually not motivating and they sneak in there (laughs) and they actually are keeping us from action. So they give us the opposite result of the one that we want. So what I'm going to talk about today is we're going to bust that wide open and I'm going to tell you the difference between the emotions that motivate you to action and the ones your brain is using thinking it's motivating you. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So somewhere along the line in our lives, our brain learns emotions and it grabs some as motivators, whether it's to protect us, to move us to action, whatever it is. Just our brain's history of what it makes an emotion mean. It's like every emotion is cataloged up in there. And if you ask people what different emotions mean, you may get different definitions. But what's interesting is the way your brain captures them and how it uses them. So none of this is a problem. But what I'm going to share with you today is the ones that our brains think are motivators are not always the ones that you would expect. So right off the top, what does motivated feel like? I'm going to give you a list of some emotions that people are familiar with as motivating. Powerful, certain, grounded, excited, driven, committed, content. And when you feel each of those, they feel energizing and clear. You know what you're doing. You can make a confident decision from that place. And when you feel committed or driven, do you have to force yourself to take action? No. When you feel powerful, do you blame yourself or want to hide? No, because those actions don't come with those emotions. And our emotions drive the actions we take. But this is good news because we're not at the mercy of them. So once you are clear on what each of the emotions are and what they feel like, you'll know when your actions line up with what you want to do. Like if you're going to get done what you need to get done. And you can also 
change the emotion you're feeling based on what you're thinking. So you're never at the mercy of your emotions. They're all tools in our tool belt, just like a battery, part positive, part negative. None of them have to be a problem or eliminated, but you get to be very familiar with what they each do. But the motivators I mentioned earlier are the ones that we know intellectually. Someone asks you, ooh, are you motivated? You know that that is like more of a positive emotion driving you to an action you're going to take. But there's a part of your brain that's keeping you alive and that part breathes for you, (laughs) digests your food. Like it's the best. It's the most beautiful thing. Our brain is keeping us alive. Thank you, brain. And you don't have to think about breathing and digesting intellectually for those things to happen. The brain just does it. So that's what I'm going to refer to today as the default brain. And it's where those habits you want to change are also automatic, which sometimes feels that we're creating those same results because our default brain is just doing them for us without us having to intellectually think about it. But what can happen is our brain can link certain emotions as motivators and they're actually not motivating us at all. So I'll give you a personal example. I thought I had to wait to be proud of myself for reaching goals until they were all done. I'm waiting to be proud of myself, waiting to be proud of myself. It sounds logical, but thinking I had to wait made me feel disappointed. And feeling disappointed didn't make me do anything except sit on the couch, grab the chips, eat right from the bag, and question why I wasn't there at my goal already. It's not super productive, right? But I kept offering that to myself as motivation. You'll be proud of yourself when you get there. It's worth it. But again, only made me feel disappointment. We can say it in a really pretty way. You'll be proud of yourself when we get there. But what I didn't realize at the time was that it was making me feel disappointed and that my default brain thought disappointment was a motivator. My disappointment felt very necessary in order to stay focused on my goal. Something to the flavor of don't get too happy or content because you'll quit. But that was an automatic thought my brain was launching at me. Just a default thought. Don't get too happy or content because you'll quit. And I just said okay to myself and went on not being proud of myself and feeling disappointment. The thing is, disappointment is not a motivator. And it was definitely not on that list earlier that we went through. (laughs) And how many personal trainers do you hear yelling at the gym? Let's get disappointed. They don't because that doesn't work as a motivator. Disappointment, not a motivator. But my default brain did not know that. It's just a brain keeping me alive. I'm the one with a mind of my own. The default brain is just keeping me alive with automatic default thoughts, actions, and feelings. So somewhere in my life, it picked that up, not to get too happy or content or I'll quit, which made me feel disappointment. And then I followed those automatic thoughts and feelings as a-okay and went about creating the same results. Now, this can be hard to spot because it does feel so automatic. We may get so used to feeling disappointment, we don't even realize how much is impacting our results. And maybe it's a different emotion for you. Maybe it's guilt or nervous. Those are very common. 
and guilt or nervous may feel like motivators if those are the one your brain thinks is necessary to avoid something. Just like disappointment, my brain thought that was necessary to feel disappointment to not quit, which is just totally not true at all. In fact, feeling disappointment a lot made me want to quit. It was not a motivator. Just like nervous is not a motivator and guilt is not a motivator. They are magnifying glasses. And how you tell the difference is you don't feel motivated when you feel guilty. You don't feel motivated when you feel nervous. You don't feel motivated when you feel disappointment. But you may think that you need to feel guilty to make the best decision or that you need to feel guilty not to eat the cookie or that you need to feel guilty to drive you to follow your plans for the week. And that's just not the case. Guilty has its place, but it's not a motivator. Nervous has its place, but it's not a motivator. Disappointment has its place, but it's not a motivator. And actions that come from guilty, for example, are judging yourself, blaming yourself, blaming other people, hiding, over-consuming, maybe over-drinking, over-eating, over-sleeping, over-something else, avoiding people, and feeling stuck. And those are not motivating actions. Those aren't the actions that you want to take, but we don't need to eliminate guilt. It has its place. It's just an emotion and it's a magnifying glass, but not a motivator. And this is not limited to guilt. If you notice any of those emotions that seem like motivators, but aren't motivating you, ask yourself why you feel it. And then take a look-see using it as a magnifying glass to what you're thinking and if there's anything to address there. Then you can let the guilt, disappointment, and nervous go for the next time. Just like, just like any tool in our tool belt, if we don't use it for the job it's intended for, it might not feel like it's working. But there's not a problem with a hammer. There's not a problem with the nails. There's not a problem with the magnifying glass, but you wouldn't use a magnifying glass as a hammer. Just wouldn't work. Guilt is not a problem. Nervous is not a problem. Disappointment, not a problem, but they are not motivators. They are magnifying glasses. So take a look at why you feel it. And if there's something there, you can put the magnifying glass down and then grab a motivator out of your tool belt. Powerful, grounded, certain, calm, accomplished, driven, committed, content. All of those from that list earlier. And this takes practice with any tool. If we've gotten used to doing something a certain way, but avoiding a magnifying glass, not using a magnifying glass, kind of moots its purpose, yeah? So what you get to do is you get to look guilt right in the face. <laughs> You get to look nervous right in the face. You get to look disappointment right in the face and ask yourself why. With so much love and curiosity, just like you would look through a magnifying glass with curiosity. Hmm, what is this? <laughs> why do I feel this? And that will be your gem. 
The answer to that question will be why you're feeling that way. It's going to be something you're thinking. And if that's something you're changing, you get to grab a real motivator out of the tool belt. And if it's a false alarm, because sometimes there's false alarms too, (laughs) with guilt, nervous, or disappointment, absolutely. You can drop it like a hot potato and then still grab a motivator out of your tool belt and get right back to what you're doing. False alarms happen all the time with our brain, all the time. And it's okay. We don't even have to fix that. We get to look at it with a magnifying glass and see, is there something in there I want to address? Yes? No? Both are okay. You have the tools for both. Things you want to change and false alarms. And you get to be very familiar with your emotions and have a great relationship with yourself because you do take a look. Just like with a bestie, you'd ask, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? You get to ask yourself the same thing and then find the answer to those questions. And then you're able to really access emotions that do motivate you, which is exactly where change happens. Staying in guilt, staying in nervous, staying in disappointment, just keep us staying exactly where we are. So even though they feel super important, when we don't use them as the tool in our tool belt as a magnifying glass, nothing changes. And all of the emotions together give you a 50-50 experience, part positive, part negative, just like a battery as a human. And this is part of the work I do with women every week. So if you want to take this work deeper and create a better relationship with yourself, a better relationship with your emotions, schedule the consult. And what we'll do is we'll talk about what your current motivators are and if that's working for you. And if not, we'll get to the root cause of the relationship with yourself and clear out that filter. It is a beautiful thing. I love all you ladies so, so much, and I'll see you next week. Hey, lovely. If you want to be more confident on the outside, you have to start on the inside. If you don't take time to create an amazing relationship with yourself, it will show up in every other area of your life. If you feel stuck or don't know how to be yourself, I invite you to work with me one-on-one. Go to misschristywilliams.com and sign up for a free call to join my six-month program. That's M-S-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-Williams.com, and I'll see you in session.